what a special day to celebrate such special creatures as moms. <laughs> I think that video did a, actually a really good job of talking about all different kinds of moms. And uh, today I'm honored to have my mom here, actually. She's in the house holding one of the boys. And, um, and, uh, and my other mom, my mother-in-law, I know is watching online. And, and, you know, we've all been so blessed with moms in our lives, whether they're our biological moms or women that have poured into our lives. So um, it is appropriate today to just pause and be thankful, I believe. So um, I've had lots of special women in my life, but nobody like my mom. So, yeah, I'm glad she could be here today. I have to tell you, though, it makes me a little nervous. Because, <sighs> you know, it's, yeah, never mind. Okay. <laughs> she changed my diaper. Just thought I'd put that in perspective for you. Okay. <clears throat> It actually, okay, so I got to tell you this funny story. Um, the reason I'm sitting is because the zipper just popped in my pants. <clears throat> and my mother this morning at home said, maybe you should take an extra pair of pants. That zipper seems to be acting funny. No, mom, it's fine. I'm fine. It's no problem. My zipper just popped. My mother knew this morning that I should have brought an extra pair of pants. So don't worry. It's safety pin and you're not going to see anything inappropriate. Don't worry. But I'm just like, literally, that's why I'm sitting is because my mother knew better. So, you know, there's a lesson in all, for all of us today in that. I don't even have to preach now. I'm done. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the message. <laughs> um, did any of you guys actually look at Habakkuk this week? Ah, good. Now, Muriel, you might be cheating because I told you I was going to be preaching at Habakkuk, didn't I? Okay. Uh, did, did anybody? Because, you know, we had a bit of a moment in our worship service last week where, you know, I felt like God said something to us from Habakkuk, and I said, you know, I challenge you all to go home and read it this week. Did anybody get a chance to? It's okay if you didn't. No? Okay. Well, we're going to go to Habakkuk this morning. So uh, if you have your Bibles, if you have your apps, look it up on your phone. If you've uh, got your Bibles, it's, it's probably in those pages that are stuck together near the Minor Prophets because there's only three chapters. It's not a super long book. So it's, uh, it's page 829 in mine. So anyway, um, we're going to look at Habakkuk this morning, okay? And uh, his story, and there's some definitely some correlations and some things we can learn from it. We're kind of in an interesting on an interesting journey as a church right now, aren't we? Anybody else, God's really stirring your hearts over the last few weeks as we've been talking about awakening and um, slumbering spirits and, and waking up dormant dreams and, and anyone else? that God is definitely stirring stuff in your spirit. And um, it's exciting. I think... Sometimes if, we've, uh, if we don't really know about the faithfulness of God yet, we haven't had the chance to learn it, it, it's easier to stay asleep. Or if we've learned about the faithfulness of God and had some disappointment mixed in there, it's sometimes easier to stay asleep. So I, I'm just, the challenge this morning on this journey as a church over the next few weeks even, as we keep digging into what God has, allow him to awaken your spirit to hear from the Holy Spirit. I tried something different today. I actually wrote out my message manuscript. So if you see me looking at my paper, that's why I'm trying to stay on track and not be too distracted by my beautiful boys over here. 
Okay. <laughs> the temptation on this journey is to stay asleep or stay numb because it's easier or it means we don't have to grow or it means we can stay mad at our spouse or it means we can keep our pet anger or it means we can be disappointed. But what God is doing and what he has for you is always greater than any of those things. Always. Always. We want to be a part of what God is doing. What we want and hope for doesn't always line up with our reality. <laughs> or it doesn't feel like it anyway. We need God's perspective. I don't know about you, but I want God's perspective, not mine. I want all that God has. I want to be found by the Lord to be a willing vessel that says, yes, 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 Lord. What do you want? Yes, Lord. What are you saying? Yes, Lord, I hear you. And I know that that's a lot of your desires today. So let's go to Habakkuk. I've heard it called Habakkuk. Pastor Andrew, which way is per correct? Habakkuk? Habakkuk. Okay, well, I'm sticking with Habakkuk because that's the way I've always heard it. And, and frankly, I'm not going to remember the other ones. So Habakkuk, uh, there's three chapters. And this, this is an interesting book because he's a prophet that um, uh, isn't necessarily talking to uh, Judah, the, the southern kingdom of Israel that, that, he, that was his home. Um, he's, this, this book is actually about his dialogue with the Lord. It's about his back and forth with God and wrestling through stuff. In fact, it's very much like a psalm. I don't know if any of you guys um, have noticed over time that the psalmist sometimes seems a little manic because he's kind of up and down a little bit. But oftentimes the psalms start with, Oh God, where are you? Everything stinks. This is horrible. I don't see you. How come? How come? How come? And just a lot of questioning of the Lord. And Psalms often go through, okay, I'm going to remember this about you. Okay, I'm going to remember that about you. Oh, God, that's right. You're this. Oh, God, you are this. And then at the very end, there's, you know, acceptance and choosing to trust in the faithfulness and the, the, the sovereign provisions of the Lord. So Hab the book of Habakkuk is very much like a psalm that way. Habakkuk starts out. He's got some complaints, man. He's got some complaints. Okay. So he goes to the Lord. And he was really, really tired of what he saw around him. He was really tired of the injustice that he saw. He was very, very tired of um, some of the things around him that didn't exactly look fair. His conversation starts with, if you look at chapter 1, verse 2, it says, How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you don't even listen? Or cry out to you violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong destruction and violence are before me? There's strife and conflict everywhere. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem and the righteous, so justice is perverted. Where are you, God? How come? Where are you? Anyone here ever feel like that? So God's response to Habakkuk's it wasn't even really a tantrum. I think it was a valid question. I think anytime we want to ask the Lord, he can handle it. You don't have to be afraid to be honest with God. He can handle it. I promise you, he can handle it. All right. So God's response to what's called Habakkuk's first complaint. I'm going to do amazing things. Okay, look at it. Verse 5 of chapter 1. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I'm going to do something in your days that you would not even believe, even if you were told. 
Oh God, I want that. Okay, so you're going to be utterly amazed. If I told you what I was going to do, you wouldn't even believe it. You honestly wouldn't even believe it. It would blow your mind. Okay, I'm going to go back to my notes so I don't get too far off track. <laughs> God's response, I'm going to do amazing things, things you won't even believe if they were written down for you, but it isn't going to be what you expect. Mm. It may involve some disappointment, actually. Frankly, it's going to involve some really bad guys. The Babylonians that were around then, they were, they were, they were very bad guys. They are totally total pagans, involved in all kinds of horrible things, and God was going to use them to, was going to involve them in the consequences for their choices. So basically the kingdom of Judah had chosen to be disobedient to the Lord. They'd built idols, they'd turned their backs on God, they'd done all kinds of bad things, and God is saying, uh, yeah, you're going to be amazed at what I'm going to do, but meanwhile, some of this stuff is it's not going to be pretty. It's going to it's going to involve some process. So then Habakkuk really, really, really isn't super happy about that. Can you imagine? God, I want this. Okay, you're going to get it. But there's really bad stuff that's going to happen first. Anyone else like that news? No? Okay. All right. You're with me. Okay, so we're going to go on to uh, verse 12. Are you sure, God? Are you sure? Because the Babylonians... They're even more evil than the other guys I was telling you about. Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure? And if you go through the verses, again, you're going to get to read it on your own this week. It's only three chapters. Come on. So in chapter 2, Habakkuk says, you know what? These guys are evil. They do all kinds of bad stuff. Are you sure, God? Are you absolutely sure? And then he says, I'm going to stand like a watchman on the wall and wait for your answer, God. But I want you to make sure, God, are you absolutely sure that this has to happen like this? God's answer to Habakkuk. If you look at chapter 2, verse 2. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets. Okay, he was not referring to an iPad, just so you know. Make it plain on tablets, so that a herald can run with it. Okay, i got to pause here. Can you imagine that poor herald? I think those tablets would have been stone, wouldn't they? He had to run with those. Anyway, okay, so write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald can run with it, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end, and it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, he is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous will live by his faith. And then God starts talking about all the horrible things about Babylon too. Okay, so you asked me if I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I see these guys. I agree, they're bad guys. And then God talks about there's five woes. Okay, not to be confused with my favorite word, wooing. Okay, wooing is like a romance thing. Man and a woman or God in our life, woo, favorite word. Woe, not favorite word, okay? Woe is bad stuff, <laughs> okay? So God, God starts listing five woes, okay? Again, I'm going to go back to my notes so I don't get <clears throat> too far off. God's answer. Habakkuk, pull out some tablets. Write out these promises. There's five woes involved. I see Babylon. I see that they're bad guys. 
I see, there's five woes. The first two woes there are talking about unjust economic processes that were in place and practices to keep the poor poor and the rich rich and all the injustice around that. The third woe is a critique of slave labor and how the Babylonians were treating people like animals, actually probably worse than animals. Okay, bad guys. Four, uh, the fourth woe targets the abuse of alcohol by irresponsible leaders, how they're partying and not paying any attention to the people and the responsibilities they have. And then the fifth woe, idolatry. Talking about the even, evil engine that drives ungodly nations where all they want is to satisfy themselves, uh, security with money and have made money their gods and so on. So these are the five woes. God's talking about these guys. He's saying, I know they're bad guys. Look at all this stuff but I promise that I'm going to deliver you from them. So I'm telling you this is going to happen, but I'm also telling you that I'm going to deliver you from them. And it's interesting, I hadn't talked to Natalie at all this week, but, but the, the song you started with this morning, Natalie, about the glory of God being revealed in the earth. I love that. Because in this passage where, where God is talking to Habakkuk and saying, listen, like, Habakkuk... I love you. I love that you care, man, and, and, and that you're pleading for your nation and that you're standing on the wall. But you're going to have to go through this stuff because of the choices your nation has made. But I'm going to deliver you from that. And if you look at verse 14 of chapter 2, it says, The earth will be filled with the knowledge, with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. That makes me think of some really great old songs, but I love it. As the waters cover the sea. Like, you know, there's just no end to that. You can see that ocean. The knowledge, not just the glory of God, because I believe that the glory of God is everywhere, yes, but it's the knowledge of the glory of God, the revelation of us understanding. As you're looking out your window, Natalie, God reminding you of the glory of God, not just in pretty nature, but in circumstances and in all kinds of things. God, I show me your glory. How many times do we see that prayer in scripture? Show me your glory. I want to know you. I want the knowledge of the glory of God, head knowledge and heart knowledge. I want to know you, Lord. And so God is saying, you know what, this is, is going to got some hard stuff. I'm going to deliver you. And the earth is going to be covered with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. It's good. Thank you, Laura. All right. Habakkuk gets it. He's got a light bulb moment. He's got an aha moment. So he's like going, are you sure, God? Are you sure? Are you absolutely, positively, 100 million percent sure? And God says, this all has to happen. And I understand these are bad guys. But the knowledge of the glory of God cover the earth like the and and he's like Habakkuk goes ah aha okay 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 I get it okay I get it and in that moment if you look at chapter 3 verse 1 and 2 Lord I have heard of your fame I stand in awe of your deeds O Lord renew them in your in our day in our time, make them known. In wrath, in your wrath, remember mercy. Hmm. And if you keep reading through that passage, 
Habakkuk talks about the things that he has known God to be. Faithful, good, a deliverer, a savior. He talks about, he talks about the exodus from Egypt and how all the horses got swallowed by the sea. Uh, you know, how God led and made a way when there didn't seem to be a way. Habakkuk says, okay, God, I stand in awe of who you are. I, re- I remember, I remember, this is who you are. This is what you've done. Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. I'm just reading it again, verse 2 and 3. Oh, Lord, renew them in our day. In our time, make them known in wrath. Remember, Lord. Hmm. And he talks about, he talks about history. He talks about ancient mountains crumbling and praise filling the earth and and there just being so many things that it had pe- the way that God had revealed himself in the past to people and the way he showed up in circumstances that seemed difficult hard stuff is coming but I got you I'm going to get you out of this and Habakkuk goes oh aha I'm in awe of you God you are deliverer you are provider you are Savior. In your wrath, Lord, remember mercy. Hmm. Hopeful praise, right? Because the reality is, God didn't rescue Habakkuk from having to go through hard stuff. He's still got some bad stuff coming. Right? He's still got stuff that's going to happen. But there is hopeful praise. Even in war, even in food shortage, I will choose to trust and joy in the covenant promises of God. And if you keep going, I love this passage, and I know that probably everybody in this room, or almost everyone in this room, has heard this passage before, right? Where, but God. And I'm going to read through it right now. It is chapter 3, verse 17. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine... Okay, groceries in the cupboard. (laughs) Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, no car in the garage, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go to the heights. And that's the verse I have up on the slide. I love the fact, I, I, in, in trying to, you know, knowing I was going to talk to you about Habakkuk, God put that in my heart, I thought, well, I better read Habakkuk. Hadn't read it in a little while. So I read Habakkuk a whole bunch of times in a few different versions of the Bible and read commentaries and had my iPad reading it to me and YouTube video, blah, 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 blah. I was just like, I've got to learn all this stuff. But it was like probably about halfway through the week when I clued in to the last verse of the whole Bible. Not the whole Bible, sorry, the whole book, Book of Habakkuk. This is for the director of music on my stringed instruments. Okay, stay with me. God, where are you? I'm here, but there's bad stuff going to happen. Are you sure, God? Yeah, I'm sure. This is who I am. You're right, God song. The you're right God part, though the figs don't bloom and there's no cows anywhere, whatever, okay, sorry. Though the fig tree does not bud 
and there's no grapes on the vine, and so on and so on and so on. This is a song. God gave Habakkuk a song. This wasn't just something for him to write down, for us to read now, even though it is write down and Holy Spirit brings his word alive to us. It was a song. Okay, so I got, I got to tell you, I, I, James has got a song right now. I love it. I keep thinking it's Andrew, though, so I keep looking over. But, um, Okay, so how many of you guys have, like, a song with your romantic other? Pastor Graham put his hand up. Come on. Janelle, put, okay, it's good that you both put your hand up. This is very good. Um, a song. You have a song because it reminds you. <laughs> Anyone else? You've got a song. You know, and some of some I'm, I'm referencing romance, but you know, some of that is a song that God gives you in a moment of challenge. Sometimes God, there's just sometimes we wake up and there's just a song in our spirit. We don't even know where it comes from. I have the weirdest, oldest songs that come up when I wake up in the morning, and I just figure there's a part of my brain somewhere where I have some very good oldies stored away. Okay, does anyone know "Sweet Honey in the Rock"? "Sweet Honey in the Rock." Anyone know that one? Okay, why do I wake up sometimes with that in my mind? I don't know. It, anyway. Deep and wide. No, okay. There's a lot. <laughs> some, some of the songs don't have a lot of truth. But, but there are moments in our lives when God gives us a song. There is a song that I often lead when I lead worship because it is such a significant song for me. You are my shield, my strength, my portion, my deliverer. I love that song. That is a very special song between me and God. And I love to share it when I lead worship. God has songs for you. God has songs for you. So, you know, I know, okay, I'm getting off my notes here, but I'm going to get back to my notes. <laughs> it's okay that James is singing. It's okay. All right. God loves this world. Hmm. More than we do. And he'll one day deal with its evil. But meanwhile, we can trust his promises. He had a song for Habakkuk in the middle of all that. I don't know where to put this. Okay, there we go. He had a song for Habakkuk in the middle of trying to sort it all out. Again, the book of Habakkuk is a dialogue. Trying to sort it all out. God gave him a song. And today on Mother's Day, Sometimes with Mother's Day, it's so easy to preach a sermon that just says, Mothers are, yay, great, keep up the good job, we have a great job to do. And that is all true. None of that is untrue. But it's sometimes, it just to me maybe felt like a little fluffy. <laughs> Wonder, women are wonderful and mothers are wonderful. They are. And beautiful. You all are beautiful, by the way. That's right. That's right. But I wanted, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that the women in the room here are just as much, if not more, but maybe just as much a part of this awakening journey that God has us on. The women in the room, the prayer warriors, um, oftentimes the prayer warriors at the front lines, we don't just sit there and we aren't just pretty faces, even though we are. We're not just pretty faces. But we're engaged as warriors right beside everyone else. Beside every leader. Beside every child. In fact, often leading the way and hearing the prophetic voice of our Father. And as we honor one another and submit one another, we need each other to move forward. I 
I believe that in this time, God is up to amazing things. Out of Angel, in this region, in every home, and in every life that is surrendered to him. <laughs> when I look at Habakkuk, in the situation he found himself in, there are an awful lot of correlations to our day and age. There really, really are. Wow, who knew? God put something in the Bible that we could use today. It's awesome. Okay. The first complaint, you know, where Habakkuk, Habakkuk's going to God saying, man, have you seen what's going on around here? There's, there's stuff going on in this world that, that you need to address, God. <clears throat> Our nation is worshiping idols, so to speak, on godly agendas, sin, destruction, same world issues, rich get richer, poor get poorer, famine, disease. God, why haven't you fixed everything? Why haven't you just stepped in and changed everybody? And God's response to that through his word, through what he talks to us about, I'm going to use circumstances that will surprise you. I will amaze you. You won't believe what's going to happen, even if you saw it written down. <laughs> Can you trust me instead of complaining about the things I'm using to awaken my people and awaken the world? Bracket, COVID, question mark, end bracket. Can you praise me more than complaining? Can you truly trust me? But God, these aren't godly nations. Are you sure? Are you sure? These aren't godly leaders. Why would you use evil men? I'm going to, I don't, this does not add up. Are you 100% million percent sure, God? Are you absolutely sure? And I am going to wait on the wall for your answer, Lord, so to speak. God's response, woes. Look at the injustice in our world. Look at the injustice. It will all be sorted out, though. How many of you know that God is big enough to sort it all out? He is. And he's good. And he's just. They will all be brought to justice. In the middle of it all, this is God speaking, not me, my glory will be revealed. The knowledge of the glory of God is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. <laughs> That's the point of everything, isn't it? That's what God wants to do amongst his people. That is what God wants to do in the world. That is what we bring. That is what we will bring, hope and peace and healing and justice and freedom to. Or that's what's going to bring all of those things. Sorry, I misread that going to bring hope, going to bring justice, going to bring freedom. It's the glory of God, the knowledge of the glory of God. I want to, the whole tablets verse that God said to Habakkuk, write it down on a tablet and make it plain. Can I throw something in there right now as we're correlating that passage? I want to challenge each one of us to write it down and make it plain. What is God saying to you? What is God showing you? What are you learning from wise Christians in your life? What are you learning from the word? What are you hearing from the Lord as you spend quiet time with him? Write it down 
And I would say you can use an iPad. <laughs> you can use that kind of tablet. Write it down. Write it down. To make it plain, not just to your children, moms, not just to the people you want to disciple or God gives you the chance to pour into, but to yourself on another day. Write it down. Make it plain. And I don't think, yeah, okay. And at that point, <laughs> at that point, when Habakkuk said, had an aha moment, oh God, oh God, you're right. This is who you are. I can trust you. I'd argue that as we write it down and we make it plain and we remember that time between the promise of God and before we see the answer, that in between where we are dialoguing with the Lord and we're not sure, that's where we grow and that's where God reveals things to us. I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Yes, God, I remember the miracles. I remember the healings. I remember the salvations. I remember the all-night prayer meetings. I remember doing carpet time. I remember laughing for hours on end because I was overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. He didn't take over my body. I chose to submit to that, and God did a deep work in me as I laughed for hours. I remember that. I remember what I have seen God do. I remember stories from decades ago. I remember stories from years ago. I remember stories, though, just from weeks ago, too. God wants to give you stories now. And that's part of your song. Let's not be satisfied totally. Let's build on and not do away with, but let's not be satisfied with just stories from 30 years ago or three decades ago or even three weeks ago. More, more, Lord. And as Habakkuk said in, um, where is it here? Renew them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. Father, that's our prayer. More, Lord, more now. Renew them in our day. In your wrath, though, remember mercy. So that's a promise I hang on to. The song. Actually, hun. I know I didn't ask you beforehand, but can you come play on the guitar quiet? Because this is the song thing I'm going to talk about. Would that be okay? All right. You rock. I meant to ask you ahead of time. I kind of forgot. Sorry. <laughs> so that's the promise that I hang on to. Anybody have prayers that you pray that you haven't seen the answer for yet? If you don't, man, you, you need to. Because God wants to use you and your prayers to change the world around you. Okay? We can be, so between the prayers and the answer, that time when we're sorting it out and we're talking to God about it, he wants to remind us of who he is. And he wants to give us a song. I actually, the whole song thing, I love that. 
Anybody else really excited by that? That God wants to give you a song. Now, it might be, it might be a song that you hear that somebody else has already written, and you're like, I, that is my song. That is my song. You just took all of my words and put them to music. That is my song. Or it might be that God gives you a song that's right from your spirit that he give you, gives you the words for. Maybe you get to write a new song and then lead us all in worship with it. That would be great, too. But God wants to give you a song. So ch- chapter 3, that, those verses, I hang on to that. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails and the field produce no food, though there's no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will be joyful in God my Savior. So in that time in between the prayer and the promise actually coming to pass, I'm going to put my faith in my sovereign Father I'm going to choose to rejoice and be joyful in God my Savior, though the pantry is empty. My pantry isn't empty right now. I've been very blessed, but I have to tell you, there have been seasons in our lives where we had no food in our cupboards. And we prayed and God provides. Though the pantry is empty, yet I will rejoice. Though the car breaks down, because that's what they're made for, yet I will rejoice. Though the job doesn't work out, yet I will rejoice. Though I am totally isolated, yet I will rejoice. Though I miss hugs, yet I will rejoice. Though my kids may be far from God, yet I will rejoice. Though I've been hurt or disappointed, yet I will rejoice and though there does not seem to be a way yet I will rejoice and in those moments when we declare our faith in our faithful and good God is when we make room for him to do what only he can do sorry In those moments when we declare, verse 19 that's up on the slide, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. Now, y'all might not know what that means, but that's basically deers, deers, oh, sorry, deer, move very quickly. <laughs> He enables me to tread on the heights. And the picture here is of a deer with, with four, four hooves, but they really only need two to jump. Okay, you got two that kind of come up and join the other two, and you spring up almost like a goat, I guess, or something. But they can just go really high really fast. Sort of like the picture in the Bible that God gives us of an eagle where we soar above the circumstances, and we get God's perspective So this morning when I'm talking to you about Habakkuk going through stuff and having to figure out where God was in it and what he was saying and how he was holding out the promises, in our lives, we get to go through stuff. And God says, I'm here, I'm holding out the promises, and he wants to give you a song. He wants your song to be how you turn to him and how you connect to him. The sovereign Lord is my strength. The Sovereign Lord is my source. 
the sovereign God, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He helps me be able to go to the heights really fast so I can get his perspective on what's happening around me. So I can get his perspective when the fig tree doesn't bud and the car breaks down. And so I can get his perspective when stuff doesn't work out the way I hope it will. Always. He enables us to tread on the heights and to see it from his perspective and to declare the song that he's given us. Isn't he good? He is so good. Karen, can you give me some Kleenex there, please? Thank you. <laughs> You're in my bubble. You don't mind being close? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sovereign God is my strength. He makes my feet like that of a deer. God, you want me to see all of it the way you do. You want me to see your perspective on every circumstance and every situation. And I just, I want to connect with you this morning in that today you may find yourself in a place of complaint. <laughs> Again, God can handle it. It's okay. Just don't stay there. <laughs> you may find yourself in a place of complaint and waiting for God's answer, and you may not understand what he's doing. But faith says we trust he's working out his plan, no matter whether it's how we think he should or not. Or today you may find yourself in a place of decision. Am I going to keep looking at everything around me that's wrong? Or am I going to choose to look to the faithfulness of my God? If that's where you're at, allow him to remind you. Make space in your head and in your spirit and in your life to allow him to remind you of stories of breakthrough moments, of his faithfulness and goodness. Or today, you may find yourself ready to declare. Though the fig tree doesn't bloom, yet I will rejoice. Hmm. Every one of those places are actually so exciting. Scary and terrifying, but exciting. Yes? And, I, and I'd also venture to say that in every one of your journeys, and your, your, your faith journey with the Lord, you're going to have moments that line up with every one of those. And God is present with you, and his promises are good in every one of those moments. God has amazing things in store for you. Today, as you let him put song in your heart, and as you let him raise you to the heights. And that's what I wanted to share today from the book of Habakkuk. His journey with God and his dialogue. Read through it and be encouraged. Your journey with the Lord and your dialogue. Oh, wait. Oh, shoot. I lost it. Because I'm going to read that passage again. It's a good one. As we close. 
I'm going to ask the ushers that I had asked to help me um, come on up. We've got three piles of, of gifts for moms, and I'll tell you about those just in a minute. But I'm actually probably going to need two people in each section instead of just one. So if I have, like, Jim, can you help Robert? And Mike, can you help um, Carl up here? Uh, Louie, can you come up and help Mike here? Okay, just, just be ready to go in a minute, okay? Thank you. And I read this passage again, and, and I believe that no matter where you're at in your journey, like I said, you may be in the process, you may be whatever, but we are going to declare together today, okay? We're going to declare together today. And on our little, uh, your take-homes today, these are local, supporting local business, handmade candles, scent-free, because this is a scent-free environment, and... Um, I've put on there, blessed, well, uh, this is Wendy from Crafty D's who made these, and Tia helped her, actually, so blessed mom, Mother's Day, and she made tags with the verse of Habakkuk's song, which is the verse that's up on the, the slide this morning, Habakkuk 319. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. So as you take your gift today, be reminded this week that the journey mom, that, that God has you on as a mom or as a woman. I'm going to invite all of the, the women to stand. Now, you may be a biological mom. You may be an adoptive mom. You may be a foster mom, a spiritual mom. I would argue that every woman in this place is a mom in some way. So I'm going to invite every woman to stand and these guys are going to bring these candles around. The one that has more candles on it, those are the English ones, and we actually have some French ones too. So if you have anyone that's francophone or you'd prefer French, just let them know. So you guys can do this section. Any of the moms that are standing? Any of the moms? All right. The whole Filled with your glory, Lord, angels and men adore. Creation longs for what's in store. May you be honored and glorified, exalted and lifted high. Here at your feet I lay my life. The whole earth is filled with your glory, Lord. Angels and men adore. Creation longs for what's in store. May you be honored and glorified, exalted and lifted high. Here at your feet I lay my life. The whole earth is filled with your glory, Lord. Angels and men adore. Creation longs for what's in store. May you be 
honored and glorified, exalted and lifted high. Here at your feet I lay my life. Thank you, Pastor Andrew. Can I, uh, is that Matthias up there? Can I ask you to put the, okay, sorry, can you put the, uh, Weston, put the screen shot back up from my message? Thank you. So for your, for moms this morning, I just, women here this morning, I want to encourage you and thank you for all that you do, for all that you pour out, all that you encourage everyone in your sphere of influence to, on their journey, as they have their dialogue with the Lord, you get to, to model that. And I just, uh, I thought it would be really cool if we could say this together. Is this, that okay? Yeah. yeah We're going to say this part together. Now, you can read it off your red tag. It's actually um, probably not the exact same wording, but the challenge as you leave today is what is your song? What song has God given you? So can we read this together? The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Thank you, Lord. I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I want to pray for you ladies before we leave.